Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. of a COVID enforcement and intervention team. This team will be charged with two main tasks, ramping up enforcement in key communities and coordinating local intervention efforts at the local level and high-risk communities. The COVID enforcement and intervention team will take several steps to address the spread of COVID-19. Damn right it will. One of those steps is making sure you stay the hell inside. It is on. Governor Charlie Baker is not pleased, not pleased with you, the residents of Massachusetts, and he is letting you know that you have let him down, dirtbags, you people in the booze crews, you people in Chatham, young lifeguards. I've heard there's an outbreak. Some people are having a fun uh, graduation party in Chelmsford, Massachusetts. No, 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 you don't. No, you don't. And because of that, there was a spike. Spike of cases in Massachusetts, not really a spike, technically, if you look at it. It's not really. I mean, 32 people died um, as uh, on August 6th, supposedly, and that's always fluid, whatever the hell that means. But really, all the 8,000 people who died, died between April and May, and that was it. Now, there's, uh, now there, is, um, there are spikes here and there. Is it possible? Is it possible? Just wondering. Is it possible that maybe the disease does whatever the hell it wants? Is it possible? But no. Oh, man. They are angry. There is a new enforcement agency that is set up to make sure that you don't F around in the Bay State. And if you're in other states, in New York and New Jersey and Maryland and this and I'm sure you have the same thing. These guys work in uniform, in unison, these governors. But our governor, Charlie Bigger, he is just not, oh, he was not pleased. He was not pleased that you're... 
a bar pretending to be a restaurant. Remember those days of flatten the curve? That's all. That's semantics, ventilators, that's all. That's last season. That doesn't matter. All that stuff. No, no. no. He knows. Much like Governor Cuomo knows. He knows that there are bars pretending to be restaurants. You're not doing that here. No, 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 no. You have screwed up. You have done wrong. And he knows it. Governor Baker knows that you're screwing up and doing wrong and causing a a spike in cases. Bark now, Pepper. Now's the time to bark. Of all the time in all the world, now's the time to bark. So uh, just to get to the business part of this, Baker says that in some ways residents have to work harder than ever to prevent the disease. So you haven't been working hard enough. As a result of the recent uptick, this is Boston.com, Baker announced that he is reducing the limit on outdoor gatherings from 100 to 50. That's damn right, 100 to 50. Because of what you've done, the second step of phase three is postponed. It's not happening. You have upset him. You have done wrong. This uptick in cases and reports of people not adhering to guidance we have put here in Massachusetts, fourth in Massachusetts, means we cannot move forward. You see, you ruined it for the rest of the class. You people on the booze cruise, you people in golf courses, you people having illicit graduation parties and cul-de-sacs around the state. He's got people out there. There's a hotline. He knows what you're up to. You think he's stupid? Mass Live. From profane tirades to a nude photo, Massachusetts COVID-19 compliance hotline drew some fake complaints, too. You're even screwing around with the hotline. Oh, yeah? Well, tell you what. We're ratcheting it back a little bit. And it's all because of you. This is all your fault. You live in Massachusetts? This is all your fault. You did this. You're causing this death and destruction. Spike in cases. We were just doing so well. We felt so good about ourselves. We were making fun of the blue states. Remember that? They're getting what was coming to them. The blue states were getting what was coming to them. We were really good people up here. But no. Governor is not pleased. Oh, no. I hope you know. You Bay Staters, I hope you are enjoying uh, reaping what you have sown. Because it ain't good. And it's on you. We're announcing the creation of a COVID enforcement and intervention team. God damn right we are. And we know what you're up to. Trying to open your businesses and walk around and have your kids behave as if they're not in internment camps from previous Democratic uh, Northeastern governors. No, 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 no. Not now. No. We know what you're up to. There will be an enforcement team. This team will be charged with two main tasks. Ramping up enforcement in key communities and coordinating local intervention efforts at the local level in high-risk communities. Intervention efforts. You know what that means. That What used to be a Facebook post from a Karen is now going to be a municipal action against you. We see you over there. All seven of you, you're not supposed to be that close to each other. Graduation party? What is this stuff? Going on the, hanging out together on the, no, 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 no. You don't get to do that. Remember, you've created this darkness. You've created this cloud. You've welcomed these invading monsters, the virus, this invading entity. You've done it by being you. That's damn right. Announcing the creation of a COVID enforcement and intervention team. That's right. That's you. We're announcing the creation of a COVID enforcement and intervention team. 
This team will be charged with two main tasks, ramping up enforcement in key communities and coordinating local intervention efforts at the local level in high-risk communities. The COVID enforcement and intervention team will take several steps to address the spread of COVID-19, working with our colleagues again, in many cases, in local government. First, on the statewide enforcement piece, MEMA and the Executive Office of Public Safety and Security will bring together multiple state agencies to coordinate our efforts. Yeah. This team will coordinate an increased enforcement effort across the state to ensure businesses and residents are aware of and are following the COVID-19 orders. By authorizing state and local police to enforce these Damn orders, right we, are. we can not only increase the number of people who will be out there and able to enforce these measures, but also ensure that there are penalties for those who refuse to make the penalties. adjustments that so many other people in Massachusetts have made and continue to make. We'll also likely include significant assistance to ramp up enforcement with respect to businesses, face coverings, and gathering orders. High-risk COVID communities may also see restrictions or shutdowns for parks, playgrounds, businesses, or other entities or Shut locations it all down. that are believed to be contributing to the spread in those communities. You contributors, all Residents of you are. Residents and visitors need to know that COVID-19 is on the rise in those communities and need to have the tools working with us and with their local officials and local boards of health to act accordingly. Our goal is to help parents, families, individuals, and others make the smart decisions that they need to make with respect to their daily activities. For instance, parents everywhere should reconsider having big play dates, and parents in high-risk towns should really avoid parents. spending time with other families, certainly large group gatherings. People should think twice about hosting think or attending twice. a gathering of any size, especially when they know the virus has flared up in their community. We hope that more information and a more visible presence with respect to enforcement will help people deal with the very real issues that their communities are facing together and help stop the spread. You got that? Think twice before you have a party with three or four more people. Think twice before you have a gathering. We know that you are. We've heard. They're reporting back to us. We've heard the stories about Chelmsford and the booze crews. Remember... You're killing grandparents again. This is on you. You didn't adhere. We saw you loosening up just like we told you to. We know directly that this was all of you people in these towns. We know. Forget what we said a couple months ago about flattening. It doesn't matter. Flattening doesn't matter. Cases. There's more cases now. This is about cases. It's not about deaths. Remember, this is about cases. not about hospitals being run or overrun, which none are at this moment. It's about cases. He is really serious. Listen to his tone. We're announcing the creation of a COVID enforcement and intervention team. This team will be charged with two main tasks, ramping up enforcement in key communities and coordinating local intervention efforts at the local level in high-risk communities. The COVID enforcement and intervention team will take several steps to address the spread of COVID-19 working with our colleagues again, in many cases, in local government. First, on the statewide enforcement piece, me The piece. The statewide enforcement piece. Do you hear how dark and serious and sober it is? It's like this is just right after Tower Number 2 came down, 9-11, level seriousness. Oh, 
we're taking a step back here. This is, guys, I think we're at war here. Guys, there was a house party in Chelmsford here. Cases are spiking. There's a handful more deaths in the COVID pandemic. If there's 9,000 deaths now, 8,000 of them happened a couple of months ago. But no, 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 no. We're looking at this piece now. And the Executive Office of Public Safety and Security will bring together multiple state agencies oh, to good. coordinate our efforts. This team will coordinate an increased enforcement effort across the state to ensure you... businesses and residents are aware of and are following the COVID-19 orders. Got that? Businesses and residences? We're using multiple agencies to make sure you're doing that. Multiple agencies. Sure, your business has been destroyed. You've been furloughed or laid off. Your credit card debt is through the roof. You just now can't pay any more credit cards. Certainly can't afford to go on vacation. Can't afford this. Can't afford that. More bills are coming in. More bills are coming in. Livelihoods are ruined. Your kids are freaking nuts now. And you're freaking, uh, you know, on a steady diet of huffing WD-40 to get through the day. But they're mad at you. Those people in the government who don't get laid off, who never have a recession or a depression, those people are mad at you. You've done bad statistics for them. They're trying to have good statistics to show how good they are at things and managing and quipping and managing and bureaucrating. And we'll have uh, Governor Baker will first speak soberly and dark. By authorizing state and local police to enforce these orders. And we'll have a maniac sign language person to the right, you know, acting it all out. And then we'll bring in a health professional. And we'll lecture you more and more and more. Of course, the culprit already got in, killed everybody, and left. The fatal culprit. But no, no, this is about you. How you've upset the bureaucrats. You've upset the people, the really good government people. We're just trying to tell you how to not kill granddad while they let the virus sneak past them into nursing homes and wipe out granddad and grandma. Now, I'm not downplaying the seriousness of the pandemic. And I know that thousands have died. And we're up at, what, almost 200,000 nationally? Lives have been changed, etc. I, I understand that. I live here too. I understand that. But... It would be a little bit easier to take if a month ago we weren't all, and when I say we, I mean you, Governor Baker, standing up and applauding something happening, something historic happening, involving hundreds of thousands of people. First at 6.30, breaking news. Protesters blocking a busy area of Boston. This is at the intersection of Congress and State Streets. Yes, downtown crossing, one of the areas hit on Sunday night. You can see here more and more stores are boarding up their windows, some because of the damage done the other night, but all the increased presence follows Sunday's largely peaceful march and protest from Nubian Square to the State House. Thousands marched through the streets calling for justice. It was not until hours after that that violence and looting broke out on Newbury Street 
and in downtown crossing. One protest in Boston drew tens of thousands of people. It was organized by Black Lives Matter in collaboration with the group Violence in Boston. Monica Cannon Grant is an activist and founder and CEO of the Violence in Boston organization. And she joins me now. How did you organize tens of thousands of people to come out and protest in Boston? 2017, I organized 45,000 people to march against racism after what transpired in Charlottesville. And so this go round, um, it was a little bit easier. Now, with respect to the demonstrations last night, the murder of George Floyd at the hands of the police was a horrible tragedy, one of countless tragedies tragedies to befall people of color across the United States. Since this terrible pandemic and the loss that comes with it swept across the globe, people everywhere have gone through awful, terrible moments. So get on out there! The loss of life, connection, purpose, income, routine, it has all pushed many far beyond what we're used to so dealing take to with. The streets. I want to thank everyone who marched what? and exercised their right to free, huh. free speech safely last night. Huh. Tens of thousands of our neighbors, friends, and colleagues tried, when possible, to balance the new normal we live in with their right to free speech. Balancing. I want to thank everyone who made their voices heard with the safety of those around you huh. in mind. There you go. Some free speech is to be applauded. Other free speech, freedom of assembly, and other freedoms, no, 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 no. Other freedoms, no. We don't applaud those. No. Those are very dangerous. Going out, graduating, parties, enjoying yourself, getting a bit of fresh air. Look at you. No, 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 no. No. You flouted you flouted our regulations. You gathered. You drove your cars to destinations, even though we told you you could only go by there by foot or on bikes. We said you could walk there, yet we even said you could run there, but no, you had to drive your cars there and congregate. How dare you? How dare you? It would be a little easier to take. A little easier to take. If we didn't turn on a dime 180 degrees, a little easier to take. But no, the castigation Friday, nope, for what you did, you went outside, you flooded him, you're making a mockery. I remember one time my dog, my dog, my old dog, this is like 35 years ago, my, my dog when I was a teenager was a great, he's a great dog, great German Shepherd, he had no respect for the law. <laughs> and, uh, and, he um he was running all over town and um and the dog officer of the town wrote up a a terse, tersely written letter that let us know that our dog was making a mockery of the leash law and he actually captured our dog and put it in the dog pen and the, our dog climbed out of the fence and jumped over the fence it's like 10 feet high she was he was determined to get out and just escaped and the guy wrote us that the dog is making a mockery of the leech law. And that's what Baker's saying. You're making a mockery of the regulations. A mockery of the regulations. That'd also be a little easier to take if somebody close to him 
had to abide by the same regulations that we did. Not in my backyard was the Lieutenant Governor's explanation for a graduation party. Hey! She attended in her brother's backyard, which is directly attached to hers. I think you're referring to a blog post made over the weekend, and the answer is no, uh, I did not host no. uh, a gathering uh, at, at my home. Uh, my brother, uh, he's one of the parents in our Commonwealth that has two children graduating. Uh, one high school and one college, and he invited some family uh, to get together. Uh, I did stop by, uh, say hello. Stop by. Uh, it was an outdoor uh, gathering when I was there. It was spread apart, social distancing, yes. which is allowed under the governor's right. uh, order and with the social guidance that we've issued. And I would just say that oh. this is going to happen when... People want to get together, and as the weather improves, uh, it's a natural thing to want to do. Ha! Huh, imagine that! And that was two months ago for her. Three months ago. Imagine that! No, you don't understand. You don't understand. You, in Townsend, Massachusetts. You, selfishly, wanting to see relatives, graduation parties, going to your own brother's house for your family gatherings. You, because the weather's nice. No, 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 you awful. How dare you? No, 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 no. No. You do that? That's awful. Now, we, the really good people, if there's anybody graduating, if we want to get out in the nice, you know, uh, summer air, hey! Yeah! Graduation parties left and right! Protests in the street, hundreds of thousands. Enjoy it, get the hell out there! This is an important time. Party at Toledo's house. How do I get in that club? I want to be in the pool party club. My brother's house. The cul-de-sac, where Karen Polito and uh, the, the Channel 5 anchor just says it so perfectly. Not in my backyard was the lieutenant governor's explanation for a graduation party. She attended it in her brother's backyard, which is directly attached to hers. I think you're referring to a blog post. Her brother's backyard is directly attached to hers. You heard that, right? It's the same backyard. I want to hear Polito again. Not in my backyard was the lieutenant governor's explanation for a graduation party. She attended it in her brother's backyard, which is directly attached to hers. I think you're referring to a blog post made over the week. No, we're mostly we're not referring to the blog post, the Turtle Boy blog post. We're actually referring to the party with all the cars and all the people during COVID. It's not the blog post. We're okay with blog posts weekend and the answer is no uh, i did not host uh, a gathering no i did not i did not at all host no i came over with a tray of food and um you know mimosas that's fine what well, did I absolutely did not host no no i did not host it's funny you know you'd want to come be public about this before the before the COVID thing to show us to explain to us how careful you were uh, at at my home uh, my brother, uh, he's one of the parents in our Commonwealth that has two children graduating. A lot of those parents around. 
A lot of them weren't allowed to have graduation parties. Some of them who did now have the secret um, ma CSI mask unit, Baker Division, now investigating them. Not you, though. Uh, one high school and one college, and he invited some family uh, to get together. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, you invited fam... Oh, I didn't realize that. <clears throat> Were all those people in the streets, by the way, during the protests and the riots? Were they family, too? I'm, I'm not... Uh, I did stop by. Uh, Stopped by. I know. I didn't go by. I mean, stop by. That's fine. I mean, I wasn't... The people in Chelmsford... Those people weren't stopping by. No, those people were flouting the law. Those were bad people. <clears throat> she innocently stopped by, you know, brother of two graduate. Come on. I'm one of, no, I'm not like, I wasn't on a booze cruise. It's not like I stopped by the boat. No. Say hello. Uh, it was an outdoor uh, gathering when I was there. It was spread apart, social distancing, which is allowed under the governor's uh, order and with the social guidance that we've issued. And mm. I would just say that this is going to happen when people want to get together. And as the weather improves, uh, it's a natural thing to want to do. And there will be handcuffs and fines, and we'll drive people into bankruptcy for doing it, because screw you, because that's your life. That's your bad life, because you're a bad person. Because when we see you doing it, we know what we're supposed to feel. Because you're scofflaws. You're the kind of people who probably have Gadsden flags. Certainly Trump voters probably do that kind of Walmart people. We're awesome! At my brother's house, we share a total backyard... Okay. How are you? I will try to have more, do more podcasts on the weekends. I, just, crap happened. So we've got the guinea fowl and the uh, hens and the roosters. We have a rooster and uh, chickens and all that stuff. And so um, we celebrated. We, the guinea hens have now had eggs. We had like a dozen eggs. And so we had a brunch with our neighbors yesterday and we invited them over, and we ate guinea eggs and other stuff, and then I whipped up some Bloody Marys. This was at 11.30, and then it was 9 p.m., and so that day was a uh, a wash completely. So we're not in Massachusetts, and I don't I don't want to be I I'm I've I was a big fan of Charlie Baker. I, I backed him the first time around. Certainly, I've editorialized about him. We endorsed him at the Herald. He's just lost his way on this crap. Maybe these this is an endorphin rush with pushing people around. I, I don't know. The, the simple truth is nobody knows anything about this disease. Nobody knows what the hell to do. But you would hope that, in the very least, you don't know for sure about the disease. We do know for sure what happens when you lock people in their houses under house arrest, especially kids. And we do know for sure what happens when you destroy the American economy. So maybe... I would defer a little bit more to the health, judgment, and well-being of the American people. But no, there are two freaking standards, and this is why this is why this is going to be a problem. This is going to be a problem at some point. People are not going to take this forever. They just are not. 
nobody exemplifies the two standards of Americans, the caste system of Americans, than Bill de Blasio of New York. So he has asked a couple of days ago about the street murals all over New York. You know, there's a there's a mural, uh, there's a process now in the government that if you want to write on the street, you got to go through a process. So a reporter asks Bill de Blasio about that. I wanted to know whether you submitted a Department of Transportation application before you painted your Black Lives Matter street murals across the city and what your plan is for other groups that now want to paint their own messages on city streets. Are you planning to outright deny every group that applies to do so since you've already said no to two groups? What's your criteria? And maybe Commissioner Trottenberg, if you can speak to the DOT application process for approving these uh, and how the agency makes a determination on these requests. Yeah, Sydney, let me separate the pieces here. Uh, we haven't said no. Red flag. When we're looking at pieces, when you're looking at pieces and you're looking at systems and you're looking at unpacking things and you're looking at spaces, fire in the hole. Oh, to people who said if you want to apply, you can apply, but there's a process. Uh, look, the fact is that what I decided to do with the Black Lives Matter murals, and this came out of a meeting at Gracie Mansion weeks ago with community leaders and activists who said this would be such an important thing for this city to declare officially. Community leaders and activists making the decisions right out of Gracie Mansion. They make them right out of City Hall in Boston, too. Um, that is something, again, transcends all normal realities because we are in a moment of history where this had to be said and done. That's a decision I made. But the normal process continues for anyone who wants to apply. Transcends all normal realities, so it had to be done. Because we are in a historic situation which transcends all normal realities. We have to paint the sidewalk in front of Trump Tower. Now, if you have something that you strongly believe in, whether that's you know anti-Castro or pro-life, that does not transcend reality. No, that has to go through the there's a process for you. Once again. If you're in this moment where the really good people are for Black Lives Matter, absolutely. You get right behind that. We will be behind that damn right. Right away. Paint the streets all you want to. If somebody tries to paint over it, we will arrest them. Damn right. Yes. That is good, good vandalism. That is fully sanctioned. We had the people in Gracie Mansion. They told us all about that. Damn right. Now, if there are people trying to write Blue Lives Matter or Back to Blue, yeah, no. That is vandalism. That is hate speech. That is not, no. That doesn't transcend anything. That is just simply hate. Making it clear. I mean, these guys, New York, I don't know how you handle this guy. This guy is a, he's not even a tyrant because he's a moron too. I just don't know, like, how do you how do you stay there? This city is. Oh, sorry. Doesn't work like that. Um, well, listen to. I can't forward this to the Blasio thing. I don't think anyway. I'll play it one more time. Want to play it one more time? Play I wanted time. to know whether you submitted a Department of Transportation application before you painted your Black Lives Matter street murals across the city, and what your plan is for other groups that now want to paint their own messages on city streets. 
Are you planning to outright deny every group that applies to do so since you've already said no to two groups? What's your criteria? And maybe Commissioner Trottenberg, if you can speak to the DOT application process for approving these uh, and how the agency makes a determination on these requests. Yes, Cindy, let me separate the pieces here. Uh, we haven't said no to people who said if you want to apply. We're separating the pieces. There's one piece that's uh, pedestrian requests for stuff that we don't care about. Those go in what we call the uh, trash. Then there's a piece of the stuff we're all for, and it's wonderful. It ushers in a Marxist movement that allows us to curtail normal law and seize control of areas and have essentially sponsor a revolution. That part, that piece we like. You can apply, but there's a process. Uh, look, the fact is that what I decided to do with the Black Lives Matter murals, and this came out of a meeting at Gracie Mansion weeks ago with community leaders and activists who said this would be such an important thing for this city to declare officially. Um, that Interesting. It would be an important thing for the city to declare officially. The premise being that until now, the agreed upon declaration was that black lives do not matter. Hi, Bill. How you doing? Good, good. Do you get that new lawnmower? No. By the way, black lives don't matter, right? Right. Of course they don't matter. Okay. Well, As if there was ever a contention that carried any credibility as if we haven't had the difficult conversations now for hundreds of years fought a war over it continually in our politics we talk about racial equality we talk about uh, criminal justice reform a huge piece of legislation just went through which was uh, you know passed by the congress passed by the house passed by the senate signed by the we don't talk about that As if this is a new thing. The premise is so frigging disingenuous, ignorant, and toxic. Screw you. Finally, we've made a statement that you know, black lives do matter. Of course, the black lives are now being snuffed out in New York because you've effed up the police. Black lives are still being snuffed out in Philly and in Chicago. Now, in some of these cities, at more than 200%, more than they were last year. Because now you've declared that black lives matter. We're just seeing more black lives, you know... Uh, just encased in in permanently in caskets. But hey, you know, we got the right stuff on the street and it felt good. This is nuanced. This is important. That is something, again, transcends all normal realities because we yes. are in a moment of history where... The we no longer have to think clearly about these things. It doesn't matter. The point that, 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 uh, that young black men in Chicago are being mowed down by the dozens, dozens on the weekends, more than ever in Chicago, New York, the fact that neighborhoods now are more unsafe than ever, the more black dreams will be snuffed out, the, the fewer blacks will be able to, in, in, these, in these neighborhoods, will be able to, you know, attain any part of the American, to live the American dream. But hey, no, it's a special time now, so we have to, that has to happen now so that we can write stuff in the streets and that, so that people like de Blasio and, and white people from, from Wellesley can take an E and feel good, and, and it's on Facebook and maybe Instagram. So that's so that has to happen now. Just just does because this this is a special time and it's an exceptional time. Where we don't have to think uh, clearly about this stuff anymore. This had to be said and done. That's a decision I made. But the normal process. Yeah, we know you made a decision, moron. Process continues for anyone who wants to apply. Exactly. Exactly. The normal process continues 
for everybody else in Massachusetts. That process is stay the F in your house, stay out of the bars. Bars, by the way, don't think that you're going to go around and not serve full dinners and let people hang out there. No. Two sets of rules. Two sets of rules. If you're stupid enough, if you're chump enough to be a law-abiding American to work hard for your family, be respectful of your your fellow uh, human being, chump. This time is not for you. No, this year is not you. You need to shut up and listen. You've already been seen privileged. Now you're COVID privileged. No. Get back in. On the good side. On the good side, um, it actually was a good weekend for President Trump. I knew that something good was happening because I saw all sorts of tweets about 25th Amendment and this is not a press conference. This is the ramblings of an insane man. And people being totally, completely, and utterly offended, <clears throat> saying this has to stop. If you voted for Trump, there will be a reckoning for you. So I thought, wait, something's going on. What is that? So Trump went over and went out and did executive order stuff. You know, trying to get some more... Since Congress is going to do anything, Pelosi keeps raising the, you know, raising her, uh, raising the bar and moving the goalposts, posts, both of those things I invented by those things, um, on the Senate for relief. And so we, we've got no compromise to get money into the hands of the American people. Donald Trump has used the executive orders, used the executive branch to find money, <coughs> which is brilliant, which is brilliant. I don't know who thought of it over there. I don't know. Suddenly, I think it's Peter Navarro, who's kind of the, uh, he's an assistant. He's director of trade manufacturing policy. He does all sorts of stuff. But they come came out with using executive orders to find cash that's already in these agencies and disperse it to the American people. Well, Pelosi is holding out, trying to make sure that nobody gets any relief because after all, it's all about politics. Nobody gets any relief unless they can get a huge comprehensive bill all filled with all sorts of pork and other goodies, uh, but not a skinny bill. So she just said, you know, hell, let the let the people suffer until I get exactly what I want. And there, the Trump does his end around with the executive orders, which is a brilliant thing to do. This is Peter Navarro this morning. And this is another thing you can tell. Peter Navarro talking to Chuck Todd of MSNBC. Is that people were angry at Chuck Todd? How dare Chuck Todd let him get away with this? And Chuck Todd did say when Navarro said we're going to do this, 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 Todd says, "Yeah, this stuff's going to get challenged in the courts, and we'll see what happens." But it was an odd day of on-pointness from the administration. Some of them look legally dubious here. Are you confident? What gives you confidence that the president has the power to decide when to postpone the collection of taxes? Well, one of the things I've learned here, Chuck, uh, at the White House, going through a lot of work on executive orders, is what we have the statutory authorities to do. And I'm confident that every single one of those orders, which cleared through the Office of Legal Counsel, uh, will stand up. Uh, if you look, for example, uh, at the eviction uh, and foreclosure language, uh, you, you, in your opener there, you, you noted the words, shall consider. Well, that's how you have to write it. but. Everybody knows in that bureaucracy that you damn well should do it, and they will. So there's that. Uh, the payroll tax uh, cut, uh, we clearly have the authority to do that. That can be done easily uh, through the Treasury Department. And 
I've had a lot of people say to me in on social media saying, well, what, what about the payroll tax cut? What do you mean? What about shoring up for Medicaid and Social Security? Um, this is what I would say. The economy is exploding right now. We can worry about shoring up Medicaid. So all that stuff might be a wash. The, where There's a currently a full conflagration here. Okay? Everything is on fire. We need to put the fire out. We can sort the stuff out later, if there is a later. Okay? And I would note that uh, in 2012, uh, Nancy Pelosi was a strong supporter of the payroll tax cut, and Barack mm -hmm. Obama used uh, bonds funding to make sure that, that Social Security was not harmed in any way. And President Trump, there's nothing more uh, strongly than he supports is the integrity of Social Security. So each of these provisions work. Uh, it's unfortunate yeah. that these negotiations to date um, have failed. But, I mean, look, this should be easier than it is, Chuck. We've got two sides. You know, one's at one tray and another's at three tray. And the first thing you have to do is agree on some number in between. Once you do that, step two is figure out within that what you both agree on, something like a $1,200 yeah. check to every American. And then what you do is right. you, you trade off, uh, go back and forth across the table what you want, respecting each other's red lines. You don't make the Republicans play for Planned Parenthood or pot farms, for example. This should be easy. The question we've had watching this unfold, the question the president has, is, is whether the Democrats really are sincere when they come to the table. And, and I'm not sure. It doesn't help when, when uh, Speaker Pelosi goes out after every day with right. her scarf's flying and just beats the heck out of us. <laughs> Find whoever decided to use scarfs of flying and make them the lead writer for everybody in the administration. We can use language too, Republicans. Uh, for being being cruel people when in fact you have well, a let me president. Up, but but let me talking about, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, go let ahead. me ask you this. Where is the president? Why was he at his golf club all weekend? Why isn't he negotiating? Look, I, I understand yeah, you guys let me, don't let me like respond each other. That. That, that's <laughs> Well, he gave his executive order speech, I think, at the golf club. So what do you want, Chuck? Remember 25th Amendment? Everybody wanted a guy, uh, you know, escorted out by the Secret Service? Pelosi Hang and on. the president. Well, where is he? Well, Why he, isn't he involved? Look, you have to understand, this is the hardest working president in history. He works 24-7. He can be in Bedminster, Mar-a-Lago, the Oval Office, or anywhere in between. He can be at the Whirlpool factory like we were in Thursday, uh, celebrating. Uh, I don't know who the hardest working president in history is. I do think that Trump spends more waking hours doing stuff than any president in recent history, certainly. I've never been a big fan of the golfing president, any of them, Obama, Trump, Clinton. I'm not a I don't I, 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 I don't I'm not a golf guy myself and just something about how it's probably it's my own hang up, okay? Fine. But I don't need it. If you want to hit Trump on golfing for 437 days or whatever he does, that's fine. I had a problem with Obama doing it. I don't like it. I don't like these guys out golfing. But once again, they all do it. It's just something they do. They like it. Trump spends more time at his golf course because if you didn't know, he builds golf courses. Uh, working men and women benefiting from tariffs. He's working 24-7. The problem here, the problem here is Capitol Hill, the swamp. Pe the two, two houses 
that are too far apart. I mean, the Lord and the Founding Fathers created executive orders because <laughs> of partisan bickering and divided government. That's what we have here. But the president's taking action. That is a troll line. I've got no problems with it. This is politics and language is it, it's part of the, the toolkit. It's part of the weaponry, They're part of the arsenal. No problem. His constituency, let's be clear, his constituency is mainstream Republicans, blue-tower Democrats, and independents who are sick and tired of the swamp. And he reached out and he took action. Not a bad start. Not a bad start. Even if, even if you're a Democrat, and you should like these programs, I know you hate Trump, so whatever. But if you're a Democrat, you should respect the strategy involved here. That was smart. Doing the end around is smart. So now neither House did any action. Trump is taking action using executive orders. And if these if these appellate courts want to shoot him down, hey, at least he did something. At least he did something. That is good stuff. By the way, Nancy Pelosi said something odd. But the Chinese, they, what, they, what they said is China would prefer Joe Biden, whether they do. That's their conclusion, that they would prefer Joe Biden. I don't understand. Is there more? I assume there's more context to that. Is there not more context to that? Uh, just remember. Just remember. And I'm sorry this is so late. Hopefully you listen to it tonight, Sunday, or early tomorrow morning, Monday. Hopefully you had a good time. We were out with, um, we're not, oh, 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 oh. We were at some friend's house in our town. And their kids, too. I actually shook the guy's hand, gave a, a hello, kiss on the cheek to his wife, which I never do well. I suck at the kiss on the cheek. I just got to stop it. I Essentially, I rammed my glasses into her glasses and almost knocked her over. I just, I can't do that. I'm English. We don't have intimacy. I can't, I just got to stop trying. It doesn't, doesn't work. But, oh, yeah, we were at this garden, and we had far four kids, and they had three kids. Uh, I know somebody who would not be pleased. We're announcing the creation of a COVID enforcement and intervention team. Oh, uh, crap. This team will be charged with two main tasks, ramping up enforcement in key communities. <laughs> ramping up enforcement. The intervention. Kung, kung, kung. Yes, COVID enforcement team. Open up, please. Uh, we're cooking marshmallow, roasting marshmallows in the back. Open up, please. Five hundred dollar fine. Can you imagine? Um. Okay, we'll let you in in a second. Um. Um. Let's see. Uh. The the cops are pigs. Oh, you're fine. Enjoy yourself. No problem, then. Sorry we bothered you. Jesus. All right, we're going out with this music tonight. We're going on with this music. Things are looking up, everybody. I think it's going to get better. Thank you so much for being patient with this uh, last couple of days with no podcast. I tried to do the murder, but I can't. I do have a day job, by the way, and it's getting bigger and bigger all the time. Not big, bigger as far as workload, not prestige or my competency. All right. Uh, please follow on uh, Facebook and Twitter. And so My name is Tom Shattuck. Uh, Winchester at gmail.com is all that stuff you can find me. Thanks so much for listening. See you later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.